CPI data just hit the uh, wire here. It's coming across the uh, uh, news wires as we speak. A little bit higher than expected. It did look like the core down ticked from last month, though. Let's bring in Dan Deming. He's the managing director of KCAM Financial. He's joining us to take a look at some of the data this morning, a market reaction to Dan. Welcome. I mentioned uh, a bit of a down tick in the core numbers from last month, but it looks like across the board, these numbers were all above expectations. Yeah, my first glance as well, Ben. Uh, looks like the headline number 1.1 versus 0.8 expected, yeah. so three ticks higher. And yeah, the core came in uh, one tick lower than what the expectations were, two tick lower than the previous uh, number. Uh, you know, right now we're seeing a little bit of a positive reaction in the uh, futures market, what <laughs> positive from a very negative standpoint. Yeah. But uh, you, you know, I guess nothing out too, I guess nothing too outside the box, considering the fact that yesterday's numbers were certainly much hotter than anticipated. Uh, the fact that the core came in a tick lower, I think, is uh, viewed as probably a short-term positive. I did not see the weekly jobless claims ban yet, but uh, I'm sure you'll have a chance to fill me in there. But overall, I guess the number marginally in line, a little hotter, as you said, but I think the core number at least uh, breaks the trend that we have uh, realized the last day and a half. Uh, marginally in line, a little bit hotter was also, I guess, a good way to describe the jobs number here this morning because they came in at 244,000, Dan. They okay. were looking for 235. That would have been in line with last week's numbers, but this continues to slowly uptick here. It does, yeah, yeah. We're seeing a slow uh, trend higher in the, the claims. So, uh, you know, that's an interesting dynamic that um, it's not a huge miss, but yeah. uh, as you and I have identified here really over the better part of the last month that we are seeing a, a shift in that trend higher. And uh, I guess to be expected, given the fact that you are starting to hear rumblings now of the potential for uh, layoffs and mm -hmm. things of that nature mm -hmm. to combat some of the uh, the slowing in the economic uh, activity that we're seeing and some of the uh, the issues that corporate America is dealing with right now. So, yeah, I think that that's a trend that the Fed's going to watch very closely. Uh, if that thing really starts to pick up on the upside, then that will really uh, challenge them uh, moving forward with their initiatives. And I guess that's probably why they want to try to get these uh, rate hikes, uh, you know, front end loaded, as they mentioned, and really pretty much reinforced yesterday with the uh, Fed governors that were talking uh, late in the day yesterday. So not necessarily the numbers that are going to send the market uh, into a spiral along the lines of what we saw yesterday, but also uh, tough to get excited about data, I mean, at, at, when it comes yeah. out like this. It is right now, yeah. I think, you know, m many of us were hopeful that we did realize the peak last month. Yeah. Uh, and by all indications, going into that CPI number yesterday, Ben, you know, at least the weeks, couple weeks prior to that, that you know there has been a big shift in some of the pricing and commodities and other things and i guess it just wasn't reflected in this data point and you know i guess now the uh, question will be will it be reflected in the july number now i did see quite a discussion here in the last 24 hours about the potential stickiness of rent uh mm. in in these numbers that could linger longer than mm. maybe what many market observers are anticipating. So I think that's another thing to keep an eye on is because uh, rent does make up, I think, 30 percent of uh, the, the what is it, the CPI number. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's something certainly uh, that it could hold this number more elevated than what m many market uh, observers expect. Yeah, I heard New York rent at record highs now. So uh, good point there, Dan. And, you know, you mentioned that shift to this expectation for a one percent rate hike. Uh, later this month, 
We haven't really seen a shift yet in terms of rates, so they're still kind of in this range. The TNX talking 3.5% roughly to the upside, 2.6, 2.7 to the downsides, the levels I have my eye on. It, well, that's the longer end, Ben. You're right. Yeah, the, the front end of the curve is certainly reflected it, though. I think. I mean, you're looking at an inversion. Now. Yeah, well, you're looking at an inversion between the one and the two years now. It's seven basis point inversion. That's significant and substantial. Yeah. That has that has just occurred in the last say, let's say, week or so. Uh, particularly, uh, I think a big part of it, I think, had to do. Well, you certainly it was yesterday to some degree because. That really sent the repricing of the potential for a one percent increase. When you look at the CME FedWatch tool, you know over sixty percent now. So you know we're we're seeing uh, the front of the curve selling off dramatically in response to the fact that the the expectations are the Fed's going to be much more aggressive. But then the, the repricing of expectations going into the middle of the late twenty twenty three, where uh, now it's being uh, you know priced in that they're going to have to start to cut that once they do get uh, things under control. So that's why I think the back end of the curve is pretty stationary, as you pointed out. So again, kind of suggesting that the Fed's going to need to be uh, still aggressive in the short term here, ultimately, but uh, whether it's recession or them sort of getting their way with uh, inflationary pressures, ultimately the longer end, the back end, as you mentioned, uh, uh, a little bit more uh, contained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it seems that's, uh, that's the way it's acting right now. It appears that, you know, we are seeing a resetting of expectations in the in the the middle to the you know the back end of the curve, uh, and to, rightly so, given the fact that you know ha as as we we continue to get that narrative from the Fed, and it's pretty clear that they're going to continue to be very aggressive here in the short term. And the Bank of Canada yesterday raising by 100 basis points, first mm -hmm. time in I don't know it's decades, uh, was a, a little bit of an outlier, and I think that that also set the tone here for central banks across the globe. Definitely not the most heavily or closely watched, but we also saw a bit of a surprise from uh, Singapore, the Philippines as well. Basically, this trend okay. in terms of central bankers getting a lot more aggressive is a widespread, to say the least. Um, let's talk a little bit about the retail sales data tomorrow. I'm curious how much attention you're going to be giving it. You know, I think it's significant uh, because it will give us a feel of where the consumer is mm -hmm. during, you know, these is issues that we're dealing with from an economic standpoint and, and other things that uh, have impacted, I think, uh, the consumer here. And, you know, the, by and large, the consumer has, well, it, it seems like they're losing a little bit of uh, confidence, which is to be, ex excuse me, expected given uh, the current situation. And I guess that will be a key number tomorrow to see if they're still out there spending or if that's starting to shift as well, given the fact that we continue to see inflation being uh, very uh, prevalent in the, in the pricing structure. Dan, uh, uh, lastly, I just wanted to get your thoughts on um, some of the commodities in terms of what we're watching, because a reflection of some of these concerns, whether you're talking about crude oil, copper, I mean, uh, ultimately the price decay, we were just joking a minute ago about how uh, under different conditions we'd be cheering this on. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, right, under the uh, present kind of uh, under this dark cloud right now of recession concerns and growth on the ease and unknowns, it's not necessarily what you want to see. Yeah, you know, it has flipped, Ben, because you would have thought that this uh, relief that we're seeing in uh, some of the commodity area would provide some, you know, confidence that inflation has peaked. And maybe it will, uh, but it now it's starting to have an impact of, I guess, uh, stag stagflation or deflationary pressures, or I don't know. I mean, it's not deflation at this point, but I mean, that, the way that the, the Treasury markets are whipping around here and the pricing and the fact that the Fed just raising to, so they can lower later and, you know, all those kind of narratives are being kicked around the market has created this volatility that we're seeing in various asset classes. And 
you know, when you look at the commodity space, the one thing I do want to point out, and you and I spoke about this, I believe it was last week, Ben, uh, but now WTI hitting that 93 level, mm -hmm. you know, it's threatening to take out those April lows. And, you know, if it does, then in theory, you've got a lower high and a lower low from the June highs to the recent highs that we did see a couple of weeks ago to a, maybe a potential lower low. So if, you know, you are seeing some trends starting to develop that really, from a technical standpoint, look like uh, there could be further downside here. And then, as you mentioned, copper already realizing some of that uh, significant downside pressure. And therefore, that's when telling me that you know the expectations are that we're going to see a substantial slowing uh, in the next six months to a year. For that matter, Dan, uh, we also have grains which have come off as well significantly, yes. and you can kind of tie this back to that strong dollar as well. Oh, uh, exactly. Yep. And now you got the dollar going in today. It looks like I think it went out to again new twenty-year highs uh, in response to some of these uh, data points. So. Yeah, I mean those that the dollar headwind is is probably the biggest driver I think of why we're seeing the impact in some of the uh, commodity and other asset classes is why they're realizing some continued selling pressure, uh, and then couple that with the fact that we are starting to see things you know it appears things are starting to really show signs of slowing now because of the inflationary pressures and you know that's why the retail sales number I think tomorrow is very important. Dan, I'm going to end it there because you just provided me a perfect segue uh, into right. my chart of the day and a couple of the other topics that we're going to be discussing here as we head into the end of the show. Dan Deming, I always appreciate great. you joining us. A great breakdown thanks, in terms of the numbers. Dan's the managing director at KKM Financial. Dan, thanks to you.